0: (laughs) hello emerging writers welcome we're so glad that you could join us today as we sip tea and discover our inner storytellers my name is stephanie and i'm joined by my best friend kayla and my sister jordan hello hi today we have a special guest my kitty sarah (laughs) Eh, oh and there she went okay well anyway that was a short-lived guest um So last week, during the less organized discussion, we brought up the benefits of having someone to help us with revising and editing our work. Since we kind of glossed over that, I thought it would be a good idea to use it as a tea break for this week. So let's mix things up a bit for today. Jordan, do you want to get us started since you're the expert beta reader in
1: the room? Yeah, sure. Um, I do a lot of beta reading, probably since I started writing fanfiction, actually. I've had a few, probably five or six people that I've beta read for, just mostly fan fiction. And so what a beta reader is, is basically once you're ready for a second set of eyes, you give it to your betas and they, well, some people have more than one, but you give it to them and they go through and the type of things that people look for is really dependent on what the author's looking for. I've done anywhere from just kind of line editing, pointing out typos and fixing them to like full-on revising things and changing huge chunks depending on what the author's wanting and where the quality of their story is at the time. That's kind of, it's something I really do like to do. And I think it's helped me become a better writer doing editing work and seeing what other people do and how they form sentences and seeing the multiple stages of different people's work I feel like that's super encouraging, knowing that like my own stuff will get to a good point eventually. It just needs some help from someone else sometimes. Another thing I've done is reading an actual novel someone wrote, and each chapter they had a questionnaire at the end. So during the chapters, I gave like feedback on typos or if there's like, a misuse of a semicolon or colon, and that story had quite a bit of those, so I really... Tried to give my best advice on that when it wasn't looking like it was correct. Um, But the questionnaire part that she had at the end of each chapter was a really interesting idea. Uh, She asked for what our overall impression of the story was, what characters I liked, like each chapter, and what impression I had about where it was going, and then what I thought about certain aspects of the story and what I thought was going to happen. And I think that's a really good way to get feedback, having those sort of questions. And it's a good way to gauge what your readers are gleaning from your story. So I think that's a really good way to get feedback if you can organize it and get that sort of thing set up for yourself.
0: I really love that idea because it helps kind of focus the beta readers in on stuff that is most important for you to get out of like what they can offer because... If you're already pretty good at editing your own stuff and you can get all of the, like, writing and grammar and and whatever, like, most of that done yourself, I mean, it's always good to have another pair of eyes for that because eventually you'll go (laughs) cross-eyed or your brain just automatically fixes things because you've seen it so many times. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, story-focused things, if you can ask them questions, like, what they're gleaning from this then it can give you a better idea of how successfully or unsuccessfully you're doing something.
2: I have never thought of a chapter by chapter questionnaire. And I think that's a really great idea, too, especially because uh, it's important to know how impressions are of the story and the characters chapter by chapter. Whereas usually the feedback I get is like, well, for this whole like three-chapter section you sent me, this is what I think of them. Or for this whole story, this is how I feel about them. So I really like that idea of narrowing it down and having like feedback in intervals of the writing.
0: Yeah, I like that because perception for characters should change over time, especially if you have one going through a significant arc and change in personality, character, motives, whatever. Um, So it's helpful to be able to get that progressive viewpoint and response from the beta readers to see if you're successful in what you're trying to make come across. Yeah, that
1: story in particular, it was a fantasy type story. And it was interesting giving my perspective on what I thought was going to happen and being proved so wrong every time. Like, oh, that's not what I thought was going to happen. And I think it was good and it probably helped her pace and make sure that she was getting the right emphasis on certain things so she understood what pace the discoveries were happening at Mm -hmm. in the
0: story. I think if you, just as like a general, and obviously no one has to take this advice, but I think as a general, if you're going to do something like that, in every single one, you should ask a question that pertains in some way to
1: being like, what do you think should be cut to make mm. it better? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was also included. Like, is there anything that felt redundant or not well explained or slow? Yeah, What, what held this chapter back, I guess, yeah. would be a good way to
0: describe it. But also, if you have specific things in mind that you're kind of worried about, you can see what their perception of it is, something like that.
1: Yeah. I think it's a really smart way of editing yourself and giving yourself room to work on it post feedback. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Because generally when I have somebody look at my stuff or I do beta reading, it's not as intensive. It's more just, I put little comments about what my general feelings are about a scene or a line. And I think the, I don't get it a whole lot in detail necessarily when I make my changes depending on what they need. So I think it's a good way to get more information. And you can't always count on people to be able to give good feedback. I know I can't unless Mm -hmm. I'm prompted. It's harder for me. Something I'm working on trying to get better about so I can actually give good advice, but it's easier when you know what the author's looking for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I tend towards little sentence by sentence breakdowns and then a comment here or there on particular scenes if I don't have any better guidance from the author, but I really feel like uh, overall larger breakdowns and impressions is the most helpful. When I end up editing for people,
0: I'll spend some time on like grammar and punctuation and stuff just because it will pop out to me and I'll notice it, but rhythm and cadence is a really big deal to me in writing. Things need to flow in a way that makes sense. And I don't know that I consciously understand what other people's rhythms are, but like intuitively I can tell when Mm. something feels like it's off from the rest. And usually I'll comment on that in some way or make a suggestion on how to rewrite that sentence for the same general meaning, but maybe it
1: flows a little better. Yeah, that's another thing I do when I'm beta reading is... I try not to just point out something that's wrong. I try to give uh, suggestions, especially if it's like a word choice error. I'll give other options because that's one of my little things that my brain red flags all the time and I'll say, oh, this doesn't work, but you could do this, this, or this. Maybe, you know, I try not to just give people a, this is bad. I try to give them more information so they know what they did wrong, not just that it's weird.
0: Yeah, if I'm pointing something out. If I don't have a suggestion in mind of how to fix it, I'll at least try to describe what about it feels off, whether it's like this feels out of character, this feels like it doesn't line up with the rest of what's going on, or it feels muddy. Like, I'll try to describe what it is about it so that it can prompt them to try and think of the fix. When I, when people edit my stuff, uh, I don't respond very well to people just saying, this is bad, I need the sort of feedback that I provide because that's just how I respond to it. That's what helps me keep my creative
2: flow going, I guess. See, I feel like it's really important to say why something feels off. Like, oh, this sentence doesn't flow right. Or I don't think this fits the character, the character's personality. But I feel like oftentimes the suggestions that people give to fix it um, don't fit well with the... I feel like the author finding their own solution is the best thing, but knowing what's the matter with it helps. Like, if you're just going to say... It's like, a grammar thing or a sentence restructure. Mm-hmm. If you're
0: just going to say, this is off, or I didn't like this, my response is going to be, cool, I don't care. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to move forward. And... I think suggestions are always nice because even if I'm not going to do what you said, it can spark a different idea and it helps me understand what you're trying to get at more. Because if you say, oh, well, this feels a little off, I can go, well, I don't know how. I don't know what you mean by that. But if you then try to give me like a a sentence example of how to fix it in your in your opinion, I can go, oh, I understand what the base idea they're trying to get at through this. And that doesn't fit my writing style or where I'm really going, but I can now try and make the scene make more sense.
1: Yeah. I think receiving feedback is kind of a stressful thing, especially if people aren't doing it in a constructive manner. That's why I think it's really important to find a good beta that works well with you.
0: Yeah. Someone who understands your style maybe is similar to your style or like enjoys reading that sort of thing so that they're used to it if you can.
2: Someone who could potentially be a reader of your book if they didn't know your work.
0: Someone who would be interested in it if you can find that and someone who has a relationship with you or at least you need to build one with them because like we've all just described we have different things that we need from people in like how we interact with editors and being edited and how we edit. So that's going to require different sorts of people to work with us. And you need to be able to have a relationship enough with someone so that they understand what it is you need and how to interact with you.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of the beta reading I do, I've become friends with the people. Um, One, Annojet, is my friend on Tumblr. And I haven't Beta read a thing for her super recently because she took a break from writing. And then I also was really busy with summer. So I didn't do her last story that she did. But we've kept up talking and being friends and getting to know each other. So she can just bounce ideas off me if she needs to in the Tumblr chat instead of always having to send me her documents. And I really think it's important to get to know your people and see if, like, there's a friendship there and a rapport that you can have. That's mm-hmm. been the best way I think for my beta reading. Um,
2: I don't think we dove into this yet, but there's beta reading, but there's also critique partners and, uh, and editors, which are yeah.
0: a beast in of themselves. <laughs> and I would, I would say an editor is going to exclusively be a professional and mm-hmm. something that we can't touch on too much because none of us are published. And so we haven't dealt with editors But Mm -hmm. they're going to be a more intensive beta reader, basically, who is the purpose of their job is to help you make a book that can sell. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be giving even harder critiques and you're going to have to uh, cope with like cutting stuff out more Mm -hmm. probably with them than maybe with a beta reader unless you have a
1: really good beta reader. Yeah, who's a potential editor (laughs) in the making. Yeah. (laughs) And
2: editors have professional experience whereas beta Mm -hmm. readers it's it's a mixed bag how much experience they have giving feedback as well as how often they read whatever style you're doing yeah and then critique partners are just people who you uh, go back and forth with being the reader and being the writer Mm -hmm. and so it's people that you share your drafts with
1: yeah Yeah, people who you're not necessarily waiting until it's polished, you're doing more idea bouncing and kind of have... They're those people that help you get through the slump of getting stuck on things and who help you muddle through the problems of writing that first draft. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because writing on your own is difficult. And writing is such a weird, solitary, exclusive process, but it's so helpful to have other people involved who can bounce ideas off and talk to you about it because if you get trapped in your own head it's hard to break out and see a lot of the things that you're missing.
0: With creative things in general, it's easy for us to get stuck in the idea of it's it's this solitary journey that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. But our minds work so much better when we're able to like vocalize things or express it in some way and then work with other people to build things because we only have so much of our own information. And so does everyone else. And when we're able to share that information with each other that's exclusive to us, then we can build on other ideas that wouldn't have otherwise ever been able to come to fruition. And it's really helpful with writing because when we're writing fiction, in order to make it a believable story in a believable world with believable characters, you have to hit on a lot of different aspects in life that maybe you're not an expert in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have... More than one person, hopefully, like ideally, like a community of people that you can depend on Mm -hmm. to go to or like bounce ideas off of, get information from, learn from, stuff like that.
2: I would also say that obviously it's individualized to everyone's life and relationships, but sometimes the people closest to you, especially if they aren't writers, are not ideal beta readers or critique partners, like your significant other or your mom, they might not be able to give uh, the most harsh critiques that you need to move a story forward. Yeah. But they
0: might be the best people for you to try your story out on after you've got it written and maybe like some revisions mm-hmm. because they're going to be the ones who are going to go on with the least expectations. And then if you have those pointed questionnaires, then you might be able to get some good information about how like, the average person who's going to pick up your story is going to see Mm -hmm. it instead of people who are maybe a little bit more used to looking at stories from a writing perspective.
2: That might be good for like a third draft or something where it's a little more put together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, where you don't need ideas necessarily, just impressions. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. You also have to know how harsh of feedback you can handle. Yeah. And communicate that to the people who are reading your work. But even if someone gives you feedback that isn't particularly gracefully worded or is harsher than you can really handle, I feel like it's important to be uh, gracious and still thank them for taking the time to read it. As someone...
0: Whose work is being edited you need to be able to take that criticism and understand that you're not a perfect writer and you have a lot Mm -hmm. to learn and that even though it stings right now and probably makes you mad (laughs) that you're being told something that you don't like you're gonna need to be able to take that step back Mm -hmm. and see what from it you can actually glean to improve and from the like proofreader perspective you should always be presenting your critiques in a way that isn't going to turn people away from writing because if so, you've
1: failed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Your job isn't to squash them or make them feel shame for whatever they did that was incorrect. It's just to gently guide them and show them what would be better.
2: Mm -hmm. And if your honest opinion is like, well, just scrap the whole thing, then don't say that maybe say, like, here's some things that I think need to be reworked, and then kindly exit as an editor or beta reader and say that, like, I'm just not the best person to read this. Yeah, yeah I you, had to you do, might do that once. Be right for them.
1: Yeah. yeah. There was one book I tried to read for someone, but within the first chapter, the style just was not something that I liked. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think I can do this project because not that it's a bad project. It's just something that's not speaking to me and I'm not inspired by this. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, excused myself from it. And luckily they had quite a few people. They opened like a thing on Tumblr for people to come and offer to beta and test read a chapter. So luckily it wasn't just, they only had me and there was multiple people, but you do have to be willing to be honest if you can't contribute helpfully to a project. Yeah. Because if you don't like it and you're getting caught up on every little thing, it's not going to be helpful.
0: It's not helpful to the author. It's not helpful to you. It's not going to help you grow as a beta reader, as as a writer. It's not going to help them grow as a writer and you're really just wasting
1: everyone's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you need to find people that are at least a little bit excited about your story and are curious about what happens and interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, the process
2: between a writer and a reader and, like, the feedback and critique is a relationship just like any other relationship. And not every, like, beta reader is right for every writer and vice versa. And it's really important to be able to say, like, this just isn't right and this isn't going to help you and this isn't going to help me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your story is never going to stand out to everyone, so it only makes sense that not everyone who is capable of beta reading is going to be interested in your story.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I
2: think it's important that when you're in tricky situations like stepping away from a project or like you've received feedback that's too harsh or unhelpful to just go through that whole communication with as much kindness Mm -hmm. as you can, because this is a service that someone's providing you or this is a piece of art that someone is sharing with you. And in either way, there should still be like appreciation and respect there.
0: I like that you brought up communication because, yeah, if you receive feedback from someone who's beta reading or editing or whatever that you feel is particularly harsh or you don't agree with or you just don't like, instead of like getting mad and ignoring it, which I know we can sometimes all be prone to if it's something we really don't like or if it's poking at something that we really loved about Mm -hmm. the story, especially when that happens, if it's like a line or a character or a scene you're really proud of and then they're telling you it doesn't work, Like yeah, that that's can be hard. really hard to take and to sit down rationally and go, you're right, I need to move it or take it out or rework it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when those sorts of situations inevitably happen, it's important to make sure that you're working with someone that you can communicate with so that you can talk them through like, either I need stuff like that worded differently next time or help me understand because I can't see past my own self right now. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I think something that I've learned lately just based on my reactions to things is if something upsets you or your gut instinct is to be upset, I think you really need to make sure to take a pause Mm -hmm. and just calm Mm -hmm. down. Don't ever say anything in the heat of the moment. Think about it because you're probably going to realize like, someone was right about something or find something you can use out of criticism even if it's really harsh and hurts your feelings at first.
0: Even if you don't agree with the whole thing. Yeah. There's going to be something about it that is probably going to be most beneficial for you to utilize when you fix the scene because you're going to have to. If it's bothersome in some way and your beta reader noticed it, then probably other people are going to, too. There's something about it not
2: working. I will say that sometimes things just aren't a right fit between reader and reader. And if it really feels out of the left field, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion from another reader or to take a week or two away from your scene and come back to it. Usually something is worth reworking, but uh, not every criticism needs to be taken in full force.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say be careful about getting that second opinion from someone you know usually agrees with you, though, Mm. because then you aren't going to be learning and growing. You're just going to be reaffirmed in your own (laughs) (laughs) single-mindedness.
2: Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still your project and you're the writer, so... So sometimes it's worth saying, well, maybe I'm going to leave this in for now and I'll come back to it and fix something about it. Or like, this is really important to me. I think this scene is powerful. Yeah. Um, While I agree with you
0: that, and, and was also mentioning that you might not necessarily take all of the feedback for something if you disagree with it, but maybe you'll take some pieces of it. Um, if you want to be a published author someday... With an agency, you're going to have to get used to taking that advice and doing what your editor says because when it comes down to it, or like your publisher, because they're the ones who are going to give you money and they're the ones who are going to get your book out there. So sometimes you're going to have to give in and cut out things that you really love. And you need to get yourself used to that before you get into that situation.
2: Well, yes, I'm not saying every time. I agree. Sometimes you have to change things or get rid of stuff that you like, even though it doesn't work. I'm just saying not every reader is going to 100% see, see your novel the same way. Yeah. There's printed works where there's a chapter or two that I disagree with that other people love. Um, I think it's important to know your own vision for this book. And maybe when it comes time for a published editor, things could change, but you don't have to change everything that someone brings up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, a lot of it you just have to kind of trust your judgment on and try to make the best choices because obviously there's a lot of questionable material out there or things with weird scenes or weird stuff that gets published. So it doesn't have to yeah. be perfect. but
0: Regardless of all of the care you put into it and how much you change and what, what you keep the same, it's never going to be a perfect story. Mm-hmm. And you're going to read through it after it's all said and done and you're gonna be like, man, I hate this part. Why did this stay in it? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah,
1: that can just happen after you've had some life experience and you read back something you wrote a while ago and you're like, like, oh, man, that was weird. I had some weird opinions. <laughs> right? I think it's
2: important to be able to see in a creative work too what is important to the very core of what you're trying to say with that book yeah and what is just uh, steps to get there or fluff or filler Mm -hmm. because there's some things that like you can't care about everything the same and it's important to know the couple of like storylines or characterizations or scenes that you're like I'm gonna stand by this unless it's really really not working Mm -hmm. and then there's things where you just have to let them go and say yeah that was the first draft and this needs to go
0: it sucks when the thing that needs to go is something that was really integral throughout Mm -hmm. and now it changes the whole story and you have to rework a lot
2: of different scenes because you took something out that definitely happens sometimes it's it's hard to let go of those moments when you're like, oh, that's so much work ahead of me. It's <laughs> so overwhelming and just exhausting.
0: And you're like, I need to take a break. <laughs> I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, like,
1: this is too much for me today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe in a few weeks or months, depending how much break you need. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to
2: touch on one other point, too. I don't know how close we are to time right now. Okay. But... uh Something that I've done writing for a long time and art for a long time and graphic design. And I still struggle with separating, like, the art from the artist within Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to say, like, I am an artist or a writer. I'm a creative person. But the things that I create are separate to me. And when someone doesn't like them or gives feedback or it needs changes or revisions, that's not attacking my personhood that is editing or critiquing this piece of work that I made. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that can be a really hard distinguishing thing to make because you put so much of yourself Mm -hmm. in the thing you're creating. And so when someone critiques it, it feels like a personal affront Mm -hmm. when someone doesn't like it or says something that is mean. And it can feel like a, a hit to your actual pride or personhood. Yeah. And it yeah, it's definitely really important to be able to make that distinction. And it's gonna be something that you're probably going to have to consistently remind yourself Mm -hmm. of, especially when something pops up. It it's probably gonna take some training and some deliberations and actively stepping
2: back and giving yourself time to cool down and, and Reevaluate. I think one of the most important things you can do is try to separate that before you send your stuff out for feedback. Because if you're not prepared for negative feedback and are like, okay, this is just feedback for the work that I'm trying to make as good as it can be, if you still have it attached to you, <laughs> then it's going to be really painful to make those revisions or to even listen to revision, what, like, the feedback of what revisions need to be made.
0: Well, and here's another thing. If you're not sending your stuff out there for critique to learn and grow in your writing and your work, then what are you even doing? You're wasting your own time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to make sure you're prepared before you even start that because there are going to be things you have to do. Yeah. There
2: always is. I think it's all fine and good to write for the sake of practice, If you're doing little pieces, but if you're working on a bigger project or on something that you want to see published someday, then you need to send it out at some point and you need to get that feedback and have other eyes on it.
0: Yeah. You need to send it out and be prepared to fail because Mm -hmm. it's a learning experience and be prepared for that harsh feedback because it's a learning experience and you're not going to get better from positive feedback. Yeah. That's not helping you grow nearly as much as people pointing out the places that you can grow.
2: I feel like it's important to get very specific positive feedback to learn what what connects best. What's working? Yeah, but not not, just "I love this." (laughs) Yeah, and that's not an easy way to make improvements on it. That's just like, oh yeah, people really connect to that, so I shouldn't alter that as much. But that's still not helping
0: you grow. Yeah. That's helping you stay where you are. So what I'm saying is you're not going to grow as a writer until you get that, like, critique. Yeah. Well, I guess that about wraps us up for today. So now we pass the question off to you guys. What sort of experience do you have with editing or beta reading, if any? Uh, Do you think you would benefit from being involved in a community that could help connect you to others interested in writing and editing? (laughs) If so... Join our Facebook group, Writers Emerging, or follow us on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. Links, as always, in the description. We look forward to seeing you next week.